This is episode 519 on the 11th of May 2022. The latest pay-per-view or premier live event as the professional wrestling company wants to call it the results happened exactly in the way they were supposed to happen. The backlash or WrestleMania backlash is basically rematches of the matches that happened at the WrestleMania pay-per-view event and a path to future championship opportunities and this is exactly what happened with all the matches that were scheduled for that evening starting with the most hype of all the set rollins cody rhodes match this was round 2 after the supposed surprise element of cody rhodes as i said in the previous episode who left aew and returned to or made a comeback to wwe and if one doesn't know about cody rhodes time spent in aew you would believe the commentator saying he hasn't competed in a professional ring for over 6 years which is not exactly true because irrespective of which company you are in for if you have spent time in another company for whatever reasons and you have been recontracted re-signed with your previous company you have competed but of course the wwe commentators are contracted to the wwe so they cannot talk about the time spent in aew but he did but it was all about and they continued that american nightmare gimmick Cody Rhodes was given the American Nightmare gimmick at the AEW, and they continued that, which means they borrowed his song and they borrowed the entrance and everything else is playing there. And now they're starting to add prefixes to each of the wrestlers. For example, they have given it Almighty Bobby Lashley, the American Dragon. Brian Danielson or the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes or his father Dusty Rhodes getting the American Dream nomenclature but back to this match of course everyone talks about previous wrestlers well they are done for me Seth Rollins Cody Rhodes and the current lot of wrestlers are more talented than the previous lot were but then that always happens every 20 years comes a new group which is supposedly more talented than the previous group but this match was all about mind games and everything that took place of course roads went on to win via pinfall it became a question of emotions versus set rollins eagerness to get back in the championship contention and that is exactly what happened of course it was all about making sure that the spotlight was on the right individual and of course going forward don't be surprised that if cody rhodes challenges roman reigns for a future championship opportunity it also means that with both the titles to be fight 
on the brands it means their normal brains now has a larger pool of opponents he is not restricted to one brand so i am surprised by the limited opponents he is facing but that's on the wwe management but for now i see seth rollins and cody rhodes as future opponents do set rollins has faced roman reigns recently and lost but it doesn't exactly did not lose rollins did not exactly lose but it really doesn't matter he retained the championship even though he lost due to disqualification which doesn't count when it comes to championship matches you do not lose via disqualification or count out the championship but this match It was all about emotions, history between these two individuals, history of Cody Rhodes and his family associated with this particular company. The spotlight had set Rollins once on himself. He was trying to make up for the loss at WrestleMania, but the plan did not work. And eventually, Rhodes and the better of Rollins had him better scouted and went on to be a went on to win via pinfall moving on to the second match of the night in that case omos versus bobby lashley of course this was also all about change of relationships change of bobby lashley's version of paul heyman in this case mvp moving on from him or mvp not being impressed by how bobby lashley gave him the respect at least on screen respect but let me tell you omos is not the first over 7 feet 400 pound wrestler and won't be the last there's big show there was under the giant and there are plenty of 7 feet wrestlers in this business whether it's aew ring of honor Japan version WWE WCW. You can even count people like Kevin Nash over seven feet, Scott Hall over six feet, six eight, over four hundred pounds. But this was not just about that. As MVP moved on and now is sort of mentoring Omos as far as the mentoring and the relationship part is concerned, which is. very interesting in this context and for a long time bobby lashley had control in this match he even lifted omos in the same way hulk hogan lifted and planted under the giant which has become an iconic moment in the history of the business you don't just lift 500 pound wrestlers just like that that is over 350 kilo wrestlers just like that so it was an interesting match and then the moment the referee's eyes turned what did mvp do mvp do he did what he does best he was doing it for bobby lashley for a while he was making sure that the opponent was not there to challenge and he did that to bobby lashley who should have known better when he knew that MVP had moved from him to Omos for whatever reasons on screen reasons being that Bobby Lashley did not respect MVP and was trying to create his own path it's not surprising 
Omos came into this business when he teamed up with AJ Styles. That did not work for long. They had a falling out. They moved on to MVP. How long would this thing work? I don't know. Well, Paul Heyman nearly had an 18-year relationship with Brock Lesnar, in which he was also in between siding with Lesnar's opponents. So these things happen. You might see MVP and Bobby Lashley get into a partnership again. You never know what will happen. You might see MVP think that maybe Omos is not providing him that kind of wins that he expects Omos to do. But once again, Omos is not the first seven feet tall wrestler in this business and won't be. There are, of course, you cannot rule out Dalip Singh or Khali who was there for a short duration, another tall seven feet over 350 pound wrestler. I'm not surprised by Omos or his height or what he can do in the ring looking at history and looking at individuals like Big Show, with the Giant, up to some extent, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, even Khali. So not the first one. Well, does that make him a future WWE Champion? Well, that depends how his career moves. Maybe under the tutelage of MVP, you might see almost challenge someone for a championship, whether it's the US Championship, the IC Championship or the WWE Universal World Championship, you never know. May not happen now, may happen six months from now. Almost may go on to win the Money in the Bank contract match. You never know. So it's all a possibility. Add Wardlow from AEW as tall, huge individuals. But the most interesting match, the match was, as they called it, a generation versus generation match. Two individuals who had spent over 20 years in the business and then edged, turned the corner, turned heel, had a new look, had a new way of looking at things, which is not surprising. It happens in this particular business. Everyone changes their look. Now he has created a new stable called the Judgment Day. I think this is in to counter the Jericho Appreciation Society at AEW as well as the House of Black at AEW to have some kind of parity that yes, there are some new creative ideas as far as the WWE is concerned. So his Judgment Day, his teaming up with Damien Priest and AJ Styles who looked good but was battling on a semi-injured shoulder or one and a half shoulder Damien Priest was banned from ringside as a result of previous matches but it didn't work out because there was another distraction and once again the referee's eyes were turned and who was a distraction? Another member was added to this stable that dark, fairy look, that look of wow that the Judgment Day stable being ruthless. Maybe the ruthless aggression era is being looked upon again. We will never know. But an interesting creation of Judgment Day by Edge, who doesn't come onto the stage jumping and all that. He's no more of a mentor to these two individuals, which is not surprising. You reach a certain age, you mentor. 
how long will this particular stable last well we can ask how long will the jericho appreciation society last of course you cannot compare chris jericho and aw and edge or adam copeland and this particular juncture but it's a very very similar stable it's not surprising and then when i saw edge's entrance i saw him it was almost emulating undertaker's entrance slow walk a dark song with those pyrotechnics which are slow and methodical and slow very song the entrance the colors of the entrance staging the purple effect that came into this particular situation so it almost looked like emulating undertaker's entrance but then if someone some people might say how can i compare edge's entrance to undertaker's entrance i can say undertaker didn't have that entrance until 2004-2005 he also had many versions of himself the one on the bike and then when he came into the business he was a six feet six seven six eight tall individual just like omos and then he went on to win matches at wrestlemania with a 21-0 streak before it was broken by brock lesnar so i'm not surprised by the entrance because yes you change and now i want to see edge take on roman reigns in this particular version i'm sure that will be a thought in the eyes of the wwe management i want to see this particular match this new look edge or this turn heel version of edge versus roman reigns also turned heel two years ago so there's nothing surprising about that we saw them compete a year ago but maybe this will be something that roman reigns is not expecting as i said roman reigns now has a larger pool of opponents that he will have to face who will be the ones he will have to face that's a question that even i cannot answer i'm sure the wwe management is looking for that kind of answer which will be difficult to predict but i look at edge i look at rollins i look at cody rhodes at least for now and drew mcintyre as potential opponents at least even though they are not new and fresh opponents they are new and fresh in their outlook at least cody rhodes could be a fresh opponent there maybe roman reigns never faced cody rhodes before it will be once in a lifetime kind of a match at least i don't consider cena john cena rock match as once in a lifetime match there are more talented wrestlers than rock and their contemporaries compared to the current generation has of course edge is edge finding himself on the borderline of a previous group he spent some time with a previous group he spent time in rock and cena and those individuals versus the current lot so he's in that okay i was there once upon a time i'm here again who knows what will happen but the the first and the only championship match of the night was the i quit match which means no count out no disqualification the first one to make their opponent say i quit would win the match who went on to win 
Ronda Rousey went on to win SmackDown Women's Championship. What does it mean for this particular championship? It basically means that Ronda Rousey now will have maybe she will be a more regular competitor maybe she will agree to being challenged by new competitors or you might see a few older competitors challenge her will the wwe think of unifying the women's championship again you never know they are in the mood to unifying championships they did for the men's division they're doing it for the men's tag team division what's the reason one doesn't know maybe two championships might be causing more confusion for the It's watchers so maybe having one championship which means the wrestlers have to work harder they have to be on both the brands but let's get back to this match it all it all boils down to crucial moments which means candlesticks could be used tables could be used as a weapon chairs could be used as a weapon and the rest and the referee was following both of them with the mic with both women unrelenting but match has to end someone has to give in so to negate the controversy of how the wrestlemania match ended it may have been controversial and wwe does try to make up for it and relieving charlotte flair of this championship match sometimes when a wrestler loses their championship it means they probably want to go on a break they want some kind of a break they have personal reasons that that's what i think happens which means ronda rousey will have to spend more time as a regular wrestler as a regular part of the roster and i i'll be interested to see who challenges her will it be a champion versus champion match will be bel air versus rousey going in the future a, un- a women's unification match you never know what the wwe has in mind but you don't be surprised if you don't see charlotte flair as a competitor in the ring for the next couple of weeks she may be taking a break who knows what other reason she was injured in this particular match because chair was wrapped around her elbow and shoulder and she had to say i quit you cannot go on and on and on forever but these were the more serious matches there was a more comic element as far as the matches were concerned in terms of madcap moss and happy corbin their relationship was based on jokes it went on for a while but such tag teams never last long i have seen enough of professional wrestling to say that tag teams of such nature or it's a weird relationship which turned into a nightmare and then it was all about matcha moss trying to go solo after winning the under the giant memorial battle royal when you do that which means you're putting yourself right there as a future championship contender for which one i don't know they had their relationships happy corbin blamed matka most for his loss against drew mcintyre and how long could his protege or his lackey could take that they anyways they wanted matka most when we proving himself in the ring to go solo and that's exactly what happened and matka most beating happy corbin means now they can go 
and look at Madcap Moors as a future opponent for championships. But that means no tag team championships looking at the Intercontinental Championship as a future thing for him. It's happened before. You change your outlook. You may not be in that mood to joke or say things which may offend individuals. But then in this business, there is no offensive. No one gets offended because that's the nature of this particular business. But the match of the night or the supposed match of the night was this six-man tag team match or a trios match. RK Bro taking on McIntyre and the Usos and Roman Reigns. Once again, Roman Reigns has become smarter. He does not tag himself until the Usos have completely broken down the opponent. They have done their part. And then he comes in, couple of superman punches, couple of tackles, couple of overhead belly-to-belly suplex. And then, using his patented spear, he fails down to opponent. This match went really close. It was personal. It was all about a future championship opportunity. RK Bro and the Usos were supposed to take on each other for a unification match. And I'm not surprised Roman Reigns inducted himself into the match because he knew that maybe Usos won't be able to defend the title or have all the gold on them. But then the Usos don't see it like that and they have no say in this because it's all about Roman Reigns and Paul and how they decide the matches. After all, when you get the moniker of the tribal chief, the head of the table, you listen to them. Usos and Roman Reigns are of the same age, but he is slightly older and there's a mutual respect. As far as the RK Bro McIntyre respect was concerned, it was a question of family business versus a temporary business. And it's a very interesting story because once upon a time, Drew McIntyre was the chosen one as far as the WWE management was concerned, or in this case, the chairperson Vince McMahon was concerned. So the chosen ones, probably 15-20 years ago, included the likes of Austin Theory, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton. They were seen as young 24-25 year olds who would win multiple championships. So it's not surprising that what was happening to Drew McIntyre when he first came into the business and of course had to leave for whatever reasons is now happening to Austin Theory or Theory as he wants to be called. It took almost nine years for Drew McIntyre since his debut. Over 10 years for Drew McIntyre since his debut to become a world champion. Will it take 10 years for Theory as well? Will it be a similar story where Theory leaves after a few years because of arrogance or was he was not able to fulfill his talent. He's already won a championship, which is not surprising because for most individuals who were the chosen ones, their first title is by default and design and by plan the US championship, depending on whether they are on Raw or SmackDown or whatever be the thing. But back to this match, it became a question of family business versus a temporary partnership. RK Bro will be partners as long as, as they are champions. If at any point in time, 
RK Bro that is Orton and Riddle lose their title, they also will have to forego their friendship. And don't be surprised if Orton does it. Randy Orton has teamed with multiple individuals. He was part of the Evolution faction. He was part of the rated RKO faction. So this is not his first rodeo in terms of being a tag team partner and in this case a tag team champion. Of course, emotions come with it. Woodell comes with a bit of childish nature to the way he comes across and Randy Orton becomes the mentor, the elder brother, whatever terminology you may want to use in this case. But this will last as long as, as they are champions. But if they win and defeat Usos as far as the SmackDown Championship is concerned, SmackDown Tag Team Championships, Roman Reigns will not be happy. So it's a dicey situation for both the stables. Usos will have to go by what Roman Reigns says as long as, as they are champions, Roman Reigns will give them all the accolades and all the spotlight. If RK Bro win both, what will happen to the Usos? One doesn't know. If RK Bro loses their championship, that is a raw tag team championship, what happens to their stable? And does McIntyre become a future contender? At this point, it's difficult to say what does the WWE management have in mind. But as I said, there are a couple of contenders for him. Him being the unified champion, which means a lot more opponents to choose from. Who will be the first one in terms of a fresh one or resetting that button? I don't know. You will have to watch out and I'll let you know if any, any such thing happens. This ends episode number 519 on the 11th of May 2022. I will be back with episode number 520 on the 13th of May 2022.